Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here overlooking Boca Ciega Bay in Florida, uh, St. Pete. Um, I'm at the dining room table. <laughs> Hopefully soon I'll be at the aqua desk instead of the bright red desk, but we're still setting up the place and figuring out where I'm going to work. I keep moving around the house trying to find the right location. Welcome to uh, the week ahead. This is the week of December 19th, 2021. A pretty auspicious week ahead indeed. We had the full moon last night. We had Venus stationing to go retrograde until the end of January, stopping in the sky and now moving backwards. And she's going to meet up again with Pluto. She met Pluto last Sunday when we had the hurricanes going through. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We had the hurricanes going through that big swath of the U.S., and she's going to meet him again this week. We also have the Uranus-Saturn square, our third of three. Now, we've been watching this guy because he is heralding and setting up what we're going to be doing for the next 20 years. I know. feels like a lot, right? You're like, Ann, 20 years? I have to make a decision? No, no, but this is the time. This is when the fixed signs, the Aquarians, the Capricorns, the Aquarians, the Scorpios, the Tauruses and the uh, Leos get dragged kicking and screaming into the change, and also the Capricorns that have been dawdling a bit because they're kind of like, oh, really? Do I have to do this? Yes, you do. But, of course, Venus is retrograde, so you Capricorn folk get a little more time. This week the sun also reaches the lowest point that it travels in its annual journey around the Earth, and we know we go around the sun, but it appears in our world, because we're tipped at 23 degrees, 27 minutes, that the sun goes down to the Tropic of Capricorn. Look at your globes. You'll see it. Tropy is the sun. Capricorn is low as it goes. And then it climbs again up to the Tropic of Cancer, 23, 27 degrees above the equator on the face of the earth, on the latitudes of the earth. Um, and, of course, there's a great Jimmy Buffett toad, latitudes and attitudes, right? <laughs> so right now the sun is as low as it's going to go. And then once it goes into Capricorn, it sits. It looks like it stops for three days. And then it starts to head north towards the uh, – to- head north out of the bottom, and the days get a minute longer every day until we get to the equinox when the days are equal. And then we get to the northern hemisphere in the sun. The days are a whole minute longer than the nights and vice versa for the southern hemisphere. So this this journey of the sun that it takes us on, imagine a few hundred years ago, a few thousand years ago, you see the sun getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Daylight is less and less. And you realize how important that sun is. Now, of course, our summer Southern Hemisphere folk are experiencing this the opposite way. They're getting longer and longer. They're heading towards their summer solstice for them. But for us, it's the winter solstice. And then the sun would pause. And they would chant. They would sing. They would light candles. They would try. And Sagittarius, the season of candles, they would try and encourage the sun to come back. And the sun would pause because they know if it kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller, like we would end on Earth. And, And he stopped and he turned. And he said, okay, I'm going to grow again. And we begin the new growth. So some people mark the growth as the um, Capricorn ingress. Other people mark the growth as the Aries ingress. Either way, uh, we're growing. 
<laughs> as of this week on Tuesday. We start to grow again. And so as the chart grows, as the sun grows in light, every day a minute longer, we also see him move across the heavens. He moves uh, 40, whatever, 23 and 23, 46 degrees back and forth across the hemisphere in the west as we watch. I remember one year my dad had asked for a telescope and every night he would sit and he would sight where the sun set, and then every night he would have to move it a degree because, you know, his exposure down here in Florida was western, like mine is. And so I've been watching the sun set and waiting for it to get to its furthest south point, uh, and then I'm going to watch it get bigger and bigger and bigger the rest of the winter. So it's fun. It's kind of a moment in time where we want to pay attention. Hopefully you had a little chance last week to check out the Gemini's meteor showers where the meteorites were flying around. And also, you know, if you don't, it's always a good thing to sign up for NASA's uh, political, or not political, astronomical, well, it is political, I guess, too, their astronomical uh, research where they say, hey, this is going to happen this week, hey, this is going to happen, because then you can kind of tune in and see it. And as we, of course, go through that belt, that comet belt, it appears like shooting stars. It was really beautiful. And, of course, Venus now stopping uh, tonight, last night, and she's now shifting, and she's going to start changing her her altitude and heading back towards, backwards, retrograde, back towards meeting up with the sun. She's gone as far as she can go, and now she's turning and going back. So there's a lot of turning and going back with the personal planets, but with our other planets, there's a turning and going forward. So we had Chiron station to go forward also, and he went retrograde back in July, the end of July, I think the 26th. And he was a lot about our moving forward despite our wounds. And he went, no, no, you know, I'm just feeling so wounded. I don't, I don't think I can handle it. I don't think I can go forward. But now he turned. He said, all right, all right, I'll go forward. And so slowly we had the Capricorn planets go direct. We had the Aquarian planets go direct. We had the... We're having the Pisces planets go direct. Now we're having the Aries planets. And then in January, we will have Uranus go direct. So we have this shifting of the energy. The outer planets are all moving over on our side with the sun. So it's a bowl. If you look at the sky right now, you cast a chart, you'll see it's a bowl. And bowl charts are really looking for partners, looking for relationships, looking for dynamics where they can work with each other. Of course, the big thing this week is that Uranus-Saturn square. This happens every 45 years. <laughs> this, is not, this is not your run-of-the-mill square, right? Now, the last time we had these two planets in a square was in winter of 2000 in the fall of 99. And back then, in the fall of 99, winter of 2000, you laid out the plans for the 20 years that began in May of 2000. The conjunction that we had last December at Zero Aquarius um, was the start of this cycle. And then Uranus and Saturn said, gee, we have to get in new positions. You know, the ones that we set up back in 99, 2000 are different now, and we're in different places. We're still in the same signs, but we've reversed positions. And so now Uranus and Saturn have their third of three squares this week on the 24th, and they say the structure is shifting. And the square takes place at 11 degrees and five minutes of Aquarius and, uh, and Taurus. And of course, this offers us the opportunity to shift and move forward uh, in our new direction. And this also is, you know, for the times that we've been working. Now, a lot of people made 
a lot of the Scorpio, Tauruses, and Aquariuses and Leos made changes during that last set of eclipses because they were kind of poking at you and saying, hey, look at this, when Mars was in Scorpio and the Sun was in Scorpio and pointing out, hey, this needs to change. So you may have already inaugurated the change. Uh, in my case, that was when Amanda decided to change Astrology Hub. And so, like, shifting out of the, doing the weekly weather. So we watched, and I was like, oh, okay, well, all right, that makes sense. I guess we're changing. So the energy may have come to you not anticipated, but it may also come to you anticipated or a feeling. You've had this feeling of things, like, I, I know I'm supposed to go do this. So this week we get some clarity because the sun goes into Capricorn, and he gets to the bottom, and he starts to grow again. He starts to grow in light instead of diminishing. And we just had a full moon uh, last night, the 19th, which was bringing you back to what was going on in May of 2000 and then what was going on in March of 2021. So the stories then, when we had the new moon and then we had the opening square, now we're at the full moon, we're seeing it, and then the closing square will, of course, be in September next year 2022 uh, when the moon is at the same degree same degree of 27 but also pushing us forward in, in pisces uh in, it'll be the the sun will be in virgo the moon will be in um in gemini so this push that we're in now with the sag full moon right but this also heralds the end of the story of the nodes for the last 18 months have been in gemini uh, Sagittarius, and they are now shifting out of that into Taurus, Scorpio. Remember, the nodes move backwards, so this takes us back 18 months again, back to the sun, you know, back to when COVID came. And of course, we now have our little Omicron. I want to call an, I want to always put an N in there. Our Omicron, uh, and um, yeah, you know, it's a direct spike up. <laughs> I have, like, all these people writing, I just got COVID, I just got COVID, I just got, and a lot of them are vaxxed. I'm like, yeah, glad you have your vaccination. Uh, and my good friend Julian almost died. He was not vaccinated. And, you know, I had a few days there where he thought he was leaving our planet. Survived, which is great. But he's in rehab learning how to walk again because he really, you know, took a beating. Um, so the energy is potent this week because it is the energy of change. And Ceres enters Taurus. Taurus bah, bah, bah. Uh, she is moving retrograde, right? So Ceres is moving retrograde, and she enters into, uh, you know, she shifts locations out of Gemini and enters into Taurus because uh, she's moving backwards. So that's another energy. But that's going to be at the end of the week, at the 21st. So we're looking at a week of a lot of change because of the seasonal ingress of the sun into Capricorn. We also have the Venus going retrograde, which, you know, she stopped and, you know, three days and four days on either side. So she just stationed uh, today to go retrograde this morning. And, of course, the full moon we had. And then last week we had two planets change signs. Uh, we had Mars go into Sag and Mercury go into Capricorn, which, of course, whenever they change elements and signs it's a little bumpy because we're shifting location direction focus who's in charge of who who's the new boss it's kind of like the planets get a new boss and they're like oh who's the boss this them i don't like them all right i'll work i have to, I have to work with them all right or no i don't want to work i want to leave and so you may have quit your job this week i had a lot of people writing i'm quitting i'm like okay 
you've been talking about it, now you're ready to roll, huh? And so there's a lot of energy around the changes that we're making in our lives and the direction we're shifting in and how we get there. We also have uh, one of the nice parts of the chart is the uh, Mercury is... um, Mercury's out of bounds, and right now, today, the moon is out of bounds also. So that gives us a a push, a push, a push. Remember, when planets are out of bounds, they have a stronger reaction energy. They they can do really nice things. They can be very well-behaved, but they also can kind of push stuff a little further than it wants to go. Today, the sun is on acumen, which is a very psychic portal. So a lot of people are having kind of experiences of, gee, I hadn't, you know, I had this great idea come in or I had this interesting thought arrive. So there's a lot of energy with new ideas arriving because the sun on the galactic center, on the fixed star acumen. Acumen, of course, is brilliance and seeing things. So you may say, God, I'm feeling really brilliant today. And, of course, acumen is sextiling Jupiter and Aquarius, so it is a really good idea. Make sure you write it down and follow up on it. You know, I know there's a lot going on in the world, and you might be like, Ann, i got too much to keep track of. I'm like, I know, but whatever this brilliant idea is, write it down. It's really good. You're going to like it. You're going to do it down the road. You'll be happy you did. Uh, so with that out of bounds, and they're pretty, both of them are pretty far out of bounds, um, Moon and Cancer and uh, Mercury and Capricorn. And out of bounds planets do have an added an emphasis, an added push, an added experience. Mercury is moving into a trine to Uranus. That is unexpected changes around how we do things or how we communicate to things. And he's moving into that trine as Saturn and Uranus meet up in their square. Remember, squares are a little forceful. And this square is a closing, psychologically integrative square. Because Uranus is the slower-moving planet and Saturn is the faster-moving. And he's moving in a closing square position, heading towards a conjunction to Uranus in a few years. And so we're starting this new 45-year cycle, this new big chapter of our life. Uh, If you were born 45 years ago, you're particularly resonating to this because you have the natal square in your chart. But for the rest of us, this Uranus-Saturn square represents kind of our bigger arcs as humans in the world. And remember back in the old days, you didn't really live that long. A lot of times you'd croak at 45. (laughs) You know, you finish your reproductive thing and it's like, okay, move off stage. We don't need you anymore. Now we have medicine that keeps us alive. So we get a whole second act or a third act or a fourth act. But this is your next act. And it says to you, wherever the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction was at zero Aquarius, that's a new 20-year cycle starting. And the Uranus-Saturn square this week says, okay, go. We've been talking about it all year. Now go do it. And so there's a really positive energy of change uh, in, in forward moving. We do have, a, though, with Venus stationing so next to Pluto, there's also a little melancholy. You know, we saw the devastation in the Midwest with the hurricanes. Emotionally, people are really running on their last cylinders. They're really feeling like, oh, wow, I'm I'm just really feeling pressed, feeling pushed, feeling whatever. So it's very important if you know somebody who is um, running sad to check in with them. This is, uh, you know, Christmas holidays are hard. This has particularly got an emotional component because Venus is retrograde, reminding of us of all that has left us or all that we have lost. Uh, and, you know, you think of those houses 
blown away, blown away in that hurricane. And the folks that lost their lives, I mean, they didn't, they didn't die. Well, some people died. I think it was like 77 or 78 at this point. But they lost everything, blew away. One day you've got a house, next day it's gone. And the awareness of the impermanence of life, the awareness of the things can change in a second, things can change just like that, it can shift. And so that's the energy we're working with this week. Just like that, it can shift. And as we enter this week and we work with this energy, our job is to understand, okay, like it can completely change. And I don't have all that much control over it. I mean, I can cast my sails, I can paddle, I can work, but I'm also still a little bit riding with the energy of change that's so strong in our world, so strong in our culture in terms of what are we what are we trying to do? Where are we trying to go? And so the sun this week is going to run from 28 Sag up to 5 Capricorn. And as I mentioned, he enters Capricorn on uh, December 21st at 10.59 in the morning. Uh, so there's a lot of new beginnings, new energy coming in. Sun doesn't have a lot of aspects this week. He does have an adjusting aspect to the nodes of fate on the 22nd. Uh, interestingly, my sister and her husband just moved back from Germany, and they're getting their furniture delivered that day. So they're going to be rearranging their furniture into the house that they've let, they leased it for the last six years. Uh, we also have the sun sextile Jupiter, which is an annual aspect. That was today, so it's an element of optimism and forward motion and, you know, what's our what's our opportunity. Mercury this week runs from 10 cap to 20 cap, moving at a pretty good place, ten over 10 degrees, 11 degrees in a week. Um, he has a trine to Uranus, which is new decisions, new ideas on the 20th, kind of a forward motion energy. And then he meets up with partnership energy on the 22nd, so there's an opportunity to partner and connect. And then we have him having a hard aspect with the nodes of fate on the 23rd. Now think of it, Mercury's in Capricorn. He's a little out of bounds. He's the sign of the rock, right? right rock, rock. And North Node's in Gemini. Gemini likes being flexible. Mercury says, we're not being flexible. We're being like a rock. And <laughs> and Mercury goes, really? You think rocks don't change? And Mercury and Capricorn, I am not going to change. So we have to kind of talk to Mercury in a nice way. We want to listen to those dogmatic, didactic, okay, it has to be my way or else. We do want to look for opportunities to partner with Mercury. He might be a little curmudgeonly when he's in Capricorn, but he thinks he knows best. And so part of it is where do you find agreement in this energy? Where do you find agreement in the heavens? Look for that space because that's where we can go and work together. Venus this week, happy girl that she is, just stopped. She's going retrograde till the end of January. She's like, oh, my God, I get to stay longer in Capricorn. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> And she's going backwards from 26 to 25. So she basically just parked there. If you have anything at 26, 25, 26, you are just feeling Venus and Pluto because the two of them are hanging out. She meets up with Pluto for meet number two on December 25th on Christmas. Venus meets Pluto. And she also has an aspect with the nodes of fate by declination, meaning even though the nodes are in Gemini Sag, she's at the same degree of latitude as them. So this is faded uh, choices, faded opportunities, faded uh, changes. Again, for many people, this Christmas represents one that has a lot of permanent changes because people have been changing. 
or it represents your last Christmas in a situation, you know, your last Christmas before you move, the last Christmas before you go off to college, the last Christmas before the new job, the last Christmas, or a reconciliation of a lot of people going back home that haven't been home in a while, because, of course, last year we had COVID, and so there's a Capricorn, a Capricorn feel to Christmas this year. And practical, like what's your practical gift for yourself? Um, in my case, I'm getting a stereo. That's my Christmas present. Music in the music in the new apartment um and uh forward right mars this week not doing a lot he's a trining chiron who just stationed to go direct and so there's a lot of energy around uh moving forward even though we might feel a little wounded and mars is also calling out some envy on the 25th mars is in the sesquiquadrate to eris the goddess of discord which is stressful energy around how do we proceed. So there's an energy there of what's that look like. And then we also have, um, remember, Mars is in Sag, so he's kind of uh, says what he thinks, doesn't really care if you care what he says. Um, and so we, we have that. We always have to watch the Mars is in Sag and the Mercury's in Sag because they tend to be a little more frank and we tend to have more maybe a little reaction to their comments to us. And then, of course, Jupiter is 28, 29. He's getting ready to go into Pisces. He doesn't shift into Pisces until next week on the 28th. But he's at the last degrees of Aquarius, which is bringing up issues from May uh, that were unresolved to be resolved now. Um, But also he has a square two Ceres. So he's kind of talking to you about, well, what is it you're trying to create? Remember, Ceres just went retrograde into Taurus. She goes retrograde on the 21st, and Jupiter squares her um, because she's a 29, and he's a 29. So he says to her, so, like, what's going on? Now, a lot of times, you know, when I was a baby astrologer, my astrology teacher used to say, well, why would you do a New Year's resolution on a bad aspects? You know, pick pick aspects that are good and do a New Year's resolution on good aspects. I remember thinking, really? Hmm. That's a concept, you know, like you can have resolutions on a day other than New Year's. So if you're going to do New Year's resolutions this week, this this year, good day to do them is the 25th uh, because those resolutions will stick. Uh, the Christmas Day, you know, you have the Uranus-Saturn square that happens the day before, and that particular day you have Venus and Pluto meeting up and you have a nice closing aspect on Christmas of a sextile of a trine to Pluto. So if you want to do your New Year's resolutions a little early, you know, celebrate Christmas and then that night start the diet. You know, start it on Monday, the, you know, Monday, Sunday the 26th. Because New Year's resolution day this year is that Virgo moon. Um, but so Jupiter is doing its thing. And then, of course, the third year in the Saturn Square, that's at 11 on the 24th. That's in the morning before we wake up when Santa's arriving. And then we also have Chiron stationing to go direct, which we talked about. And we have Ceres going backwards into Taurus. Our moons this week are nice. Today the moon is in uh, Cancer, went into Cancer bright and early this morning. And it'll be in Cancer today, the 20th. The 21st, it goes void at 944 a.m. with an opposition to Venus, and then at 4.54 p.m. on the 21st, so 
All day the 21st, the moon is void, 9.44 a.m. East Coast to 4.54 p.m. when she goes into Leo. And the winter solstice happens that morning at 11.59 East Coast time. Uh, so the sun goes in, the moon goes into Leo the evening of the 21st, the 22nd, the 23rd. She goes void at 1.39 a.m. on the 24th with an opposition to Jupiter. That's a little bit of an overdoing energy, but it's creative, it's fun, it's interesting. The moon is void uh, just for two hours or so on the morning of Christmas Eve, and it goes at 3.24 a.m. on the 24th. It goes into Virgo. It'll be in Virgo on the 24th, the 25th, the 26th going void at 3.39 a.m. with a trine to Pluto. Now, I've seen some Virgo moon Christmases. They do tend to have a little more illnesses on them. And, of course, this new Omicron is, like, out and running. So, you know, just kind of be a little careful. I was talking to my friend uh, Joanne, and her her son-in-law just came down with it. He went to a party and caught it, right? So it's out there, you know. Be careful, wear your mask, vaccinate, get your boosters, you know the routine. Take care of yourself. Take good care of yourself. You belong to me. Uh, Be careful of Omicron. Ooh. (laughs) I'll stop. I know you don't like me singing. But at any rate, uh, so then the Virgo moon is the Sunday. It goes void at uh, 3.39 a.m. And then it goes into Libra on the 26th at 11.24 a.m. And it's in Libra on the 26th all day, and then the 27th, and it goes void on the 28th at 4.11 p.m. with a nice trine to Jupiter, moon and Libra trine Jupiter. So the moons are pretty nice. We do have Mercury sextiling Neptune on the 26th, so there's kind of an emotional component to the 26th also. Uh, And then, of course, the Leo moons leading up to the Christmas thing are good, and then Virgo moon on Christmas. So Virgo moon on Christmas, good closing aspects. The presents will be practical. The stereo system will be nice. Um, but also we're going to be working with this energy and trying to get ourselves ready for our new year, our New Year's resolutions, our new life. After the last of the three, you're in a Saturn squares. So when we're looking at this energy, the Donald Blanford days, the DB days, and somebody wrote and said, what is a DB day? Donald, my dear friend, who is a wonderful man who lives in New York, um, always is the end, can you tell me one of the bad days? Because he teaches, right? And so the kids are always a little wild on the moon, you know, because the kids are really affected by the moon. So I was like, yeah, I can tell you. I can always let you know. Um, so the moons are there. And uh, so the DB days this week are probably the 21st. A little emotional there because the moon's in Cancer, opposite Pluto, opposite Venus, but not horrible. Not a horrible day, but, you know, a little more emotional energy than you might be used to. A lot of adjusting on the 23rd because the moon is adjusting to Venus and Pluto. Again, not horrible. Uh, so there's no real days that are kind of supercharged this this week that I would name a DB day. But they are. there is a little more emotion running around with that Neptune kind of reminding us of people gone and the Venus-Pluto aspect that happens on the 25th. It's a little sad. That happens around 7 in the morning. Um, So, you know, just kind of be kind to people this week. Uh, Recognize we're all in this transitional time. We're all looking forward to whatever comes next. Hopefully not not too bad of a COVID run with Omicron, but, you know, I do, you know, I'm an astrologer, right? So people, somebody asked me, 
who does concert, uh, not concert, he does presentations to groups. And I said, mm, all next year, all next year, most of next year. So we do know we're not done with this yet. And if you go look at the big, you know, you go look at big pandemics we've had, they do last a while. So uh, we are now in our third wave, or our third year, I guess, going to come up on our third year in a couple of weeks. And uh, hopefully this is it. And we migrate through it and we're good. And when we get to Saturn and Pisces, it goes away. But those of you who know astrology know Saturn and Pisces is not for a while. And Jupiter and Pisces is next. And when it was in Pisces, that's when it spread. So that Jupiter goes. So we'll see what happens. Now, I uh, somebody wrote and said, hey, gift certificates, gift certificates. I said, oh, good idea. So there's gift certificates out there. Uh, Rose and I, Rose is home visiting her folks. We're going to be sending out a newsletter, The Cruise. Um, it is a uh, vaccinated cruise, half bo- you know, half of the bodies, half of the people, 6,000 people. There's going to be 3,000 on it. Um, so, again, obviously we're, we're doing it in COVID. You need to be vaccinated. You need to be PCR'd. Um, and so the cost is $200 for us, the astrologers, the, the lecturers at sea, and then whatever room you get. So that's the information on that. I'll be sending that out in the newsletter, too. But consider a gift certificate. Consider a cruise. Obviously, if we get COVIDed out, we'll do it because we were supposed to do it last year. Um, if we get COVIDed out, we'll do it in 2024 or 2023. I'm losing track of what years. So we're forward motion, full steam ahead. Uh, off we sail into the world. So hopefully you have a great week and um, you work with these energies gently and kindly and remember with that Leo moon a couple days before Christmas, it's all about love. The Virgo moon on Christmas is it's all about community connection, relating, and really good food. Have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.